Welcome back to BCP Unfiltered. Yesterday, I showed you highlights from the, from the conversation that Tucker Carlson had with Russell Brand on his uh, podcast, Stay Free. And I showed you the clips and we analyzed what Tucker Carlson had to say about January 6th. Now let's talk about what he had to say about President Trump. But before I show you that clip, let me show you the latest news with the warmongering, the killing, and the destruction over in Ukraine. Just one day after the deadliest attack on the western city of Lviv, Ukraine, since the start of the war, the U.S. is making a new move to better supply Ukraine to take on the Russians. Two U.S. officials tell ABC News the Pentagon will provide cluster munitions despite human rights concerns. Despite the danger to children, despite other countries saying no to them, despite the Obama-Biden regime and their Soros talking points of, oh, it's all about human rights and the children, they are going to go and amp up the war with Russia, a nuclear power, with cluster bombs. Cluster bombs have gained a reputation for killing and injuring civilians, especially children who come across the smaller explosives or bomblets that fail to initially detonate after being dropped. We know that these warmongering, satanic bastards hate children. They just pretend they like children. Actually, they do like children. Unfortunately, they like them for their sexual deviancy, for their blood and platelets. And obviously, they love the destruction and the money they make in war, regardless of the toll it takes on children. But seriously, why should we believe them? They love aborting children, and they're totally happy with all of the trafficking happening to children on our southern border. By the way, once again, if the movie Sound of Freedom is playing in your city or anywhere near you, trust me, it's worth an hour, 90-minute drive to go and support this movie. Please do so. It's excellent. Now, of course, the military-industrial complex and their puppets at the Pentagon are telling us there's nothing to worry about with these cluster bombs. Many U.S. allies have signed a treaty banning their use. We would be carefully selecting rounds with lower dud rates. I would note uh, that the Russians have already been employing uh, cluster munitions on the battlefield. Oh, because Russia, the bad guy, is using cluster munitions and bombs. That makes it okay for us. Okay, so if they rape our women and children, then we can go and rape and pillage when we take over a village or a city of the enemy. Is that how we roll? Apparently so, folks. Warmongers want their war and suffering. With that background, let's get back to Tucker Carlson yesterday with Russell Brand and why he loves, personally loves, President Trump. And whereas I disagreed with a few things from Tucker Carlson yesterday, the main reason why he loves Trump I totally agree with him on this one. Uh, where am I on Trump now? Well, I, I love Trump. 
um, personally. I mean, I made a huge mistake last November in getting involved in American politics, something I've never done before, and making calls, you know, this guy's going to win. I think this is going to happen in this state. Meet your new governor, New York, stuff like that. And I was wrong on almost every call. Brother Tucker, you probably were right on a lot of the things that you called. Where you were wrong is you didn't believe, even though many of us suspected and were worried about it, that they would rig and steal elections in mass in 2020 and again in 2022. Does anybody remember the Chinese consulate in Texas that was shut down and they were burning documents? I reported on YouTube back then that Intel was being leaked out, that they had a whole bunch of ballots printed. I was reporting that in 2020. And come 2020 November, Tucker Carlson is surprised by what was being called, thinking he got it wrong. No, Tucker, I'm sure you got a lot of them right, but they were rigged and they were changed. It was a selection, not an election, and you were calling an election. I assure you, Tucker, you probably got a lot of those calls that you think you got wrong. You got them right. If, you know... We truly had fair and free elections, that is. I'm not a very astute political analyst. I'm not interested in politics. I never have been interested in politics. I'm interested in ideas. I'm interested in people. Um, and so there's a primary going on in the United States between Trump and a bunch of other people, primarily uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, but others, Vivek Ramaswamy, for example. And mm. I haven't said word one about it. Don't plan to. Um, I, you know, I think looking back on this 10 years from now, assuming we're still around, uh, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years. Tucker's right, but we don't have to go out 10 years. As of right now, and it's interesting that Tucker Carlson says if we're here, because he's very much aware of the threat of nuclear destruction that we're sitting on right now because of these warmongers. I don't think we have to go out 10 years, Tucker. Uh, I think we're going to see Trump's emergence as as the most significant thing to happen in American politics in 100 years because he reoriented the Republican Party um, against the wishes of Republican leaders. Again, these leaders, McCarthy, McConnell, and others, aren't the Republican leaders of the Republican voting American population or the constituents of Republican representatives, they are the leaders of their own clique and DC club. And of course, President Trump represents we, Americans, voting Republicans and constituents of these Republican representatives. And that is why this conflict. Trump is truly an outsider, not just from DC and the swamp, but also from the Republican establishment that has been working since he came down that elevator to destroy him. They didn't catch on early enough because they live in their own little bubble that President Trump was going to win, that he was a real deal, that he was speaking the language of Americans. Some of these people, folks, I've met them that live and work in D.C. When I worked for Arthur Anderson, 
as an economist, I worked for their FEC. They changed the name a couple times while I was there, but it was financial and economic consulting. And I worked on the Cobell case with the Department of Justice. So I was in D.C. for several meetings and sessions and team meetups and what have you. And I worked around the country with the Department of Justice. But when I was in D.C., I got to meet some of these people. And we talked politics. This is pre-9-11. And the things that came out of their mouths, the way they thought, they literally think that everyone in their microcosm of D.C. And these are people that aren't politicians. They just work in D.C. and Virginia and they're part of the government machine. They think that everyone thinks like them. They really have no idea what real-day tax-paying Americans think and how they feel. They were completely, completely blindsided by President Trump. They thought it was a joke and he was good for ratings. Little did they know that they were giving him more exposure to Americans that, wow, he's one of us. This billionaire is one of us. That has been the battle. President Trump versus the Republican quote-unquote leadership. But the most dangerous enemies that Trump has had is Big Pharma. He said that himself. And of course, the same powers that took out John F. Kennedy. Uh... But when I think about Trump right now, so it's July of 2023, you know, I'm struck by his foreign policy views. You know, Trump is the only person um, with stature in the Republican Party, really, who's saying, wait a second, you know, why are we supporting an endless war in Ukraine? And that, you know, leaving aside whether Trump's going to get the nomination or get elected president or would be a good president, you know, I can't even assess that. All I can say at this point is I'm so grateful that he has that position. He's right. And everyone in Washington's wrong. Everyone. Mm. And Trump is right on that question. And it's a big question. That war is reshaping the world. It's reshaping the economy of the world. It's reshaping populations. The ref- I mean, I was just in Romania last week, you know, which is, of course, shares a border with Ukraine. The, the refugees in that region, the number of people killed in that war, I mean, Europe will never be the same because of this war. And it really matters. And of course, that's all by design, right? Depopulate, control, enslavement, globalism, war, suffering. These people at the top are truly satanic, folks. Some of them secretly but outwardly worship Satan and are actual luciferians and even if they're not and they think that they are worshiping baal or uh moloch they're they're following satan and satan's idea is misery and death for all mankind trying to frustrate the plan of our glorious father in heaven and he will lose And if you look at the whole timeline, he's losing. But we are suffering during this time. And Trump is on the side, not of the Republicans, not of the conservatives, but of right, righteousness, and good for the entire world. 
And Tucker Carlson, like myself, appreciates that. And Trump alone among popular figures in both parties understands that. And I'm grateful for it. Whether he gets the nomination or gets elected, you know, words really matter. Saying something true out loud matters. And he is saying true things about Ukraine and God bless him. That's how I feel. God bless Trump, the peace president who didn't win the Nobel Peace Prize, but it was given to Obama, who was a warmonger, continuing the disastrous and murderous policies of one George W. Bush. Now, this show, well, this show is called the BCP Podcast, BCP Unfiltered Edition. But the original show, of course, was Black Conservative Patriot Channel out of YouTube. That's where we originated from. Then we started the open source news show so that it was, you know, open source news was on YouTube. And then BCP Unfiltered was on Locals, Patreon, and then later uh, on the all the major podcast networks. Much love to those of you who have picked up on our audio podcast. It is growing, and I thank you for that. The original name of my channel, of my persona, wasn't James the Black Conservative Patriot. It was James Black Conservative Hippie. Now, that name didn't last long, but the reason why I had called the channel originally Black Conservative Hippie is because I'm not a warmonger. I was not a neocon. President Trump is not a neocon. He is a, like Reagan, peace through strength. My wholeheartedly Believe that. The old idea that fences make good neighbors. We can avoid crime, even if it's overkill, and have three deadbolt locks. President Trump loves peace. I love peace. Tucker loves peace. And we love children. Not in the demonic, deviant, sick way the pedos do, but in the righteous, good way that is, I thought was natural to want to love and protect and cherish the innocence of children. And that's because I'm not demonic. I live in my own little microcosm, but I'm aware that there are people that don't see that. And so now I want to conclude with this last part of Tucker Carlson and bring it back to the very beginning about these cluster bombs. The Biden administration announcing a new aid package for Ukraine, which includes controversial cluster bombs. The weapons have stirred up concerns over possible civilian casualties. White House is justifying the new aid. The U.S. is giving Ukraine a new $800 million military aid package. Ukraine's fight is a marathon, not a sprint. So we will continue to provide Ukraine with the urgent capabilities that it needs to meet the moment. Controversial cluster munitions will be part of that new aid. Those are weapons that open in the air and disperse small bombs over a large area. But the bombs sometimes kill civilians when pieces that didn't initially explode blow up later. We recognize that cluster munitions create a risk of civilian harm from unexploded ordnance. This is why we've the defer- deferred the decision for as long as we could. The war in Ukraine is a red line for for a lot of people in business and politics. And you see it in our politics in the U.S. where the leaders of the Republican Party in the Congress, who really are repulsive in my view, um, are now supporting sending cluster bombs to Ukraine. Ukraine is losing the war, obviously. Uh, The United States could, and Ukrainians are dying in huge numbers and the country's being destroyed. 
And so the U.S. could force a peace like tonight. They could. Mm. Uh, uniquely, they have that power. Um, and they won't. And they're continuing to allow Ukrainians to be killed and the country to be devastated. So um, I don't know their motive. I can only guess. But I know that if you criticize that, they they really are intent on making you be quiet. Yeah, they're intent on making you be quiet, go away. And if they can't, then they'll JFK you or some other form of taking you out, whether it's physically like JFK, whether it's silencing you like yours truly, James, the black sort of patriot, Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino. In the case of President Trump, a peace and prosperity president, they character assassinate. As beautifully explained and expounded on by the late and sorely missed Andrew Breitbart. I didn't mean for that to be a segue, but it is. Because who was the man at Breitbart after Andrew Breitbart was murdered, probably by CIA? It was Steve Bannon. And Steve Bannon, here he is talking and exposing the swamp. The swamp in D.C., the Republican swamp in D.C., the Republican leadership swamp in D.C., that is not endorsing nor wants Trump. They want to go back to business as usual. Now, today, the lead story in Politico, this is not Steve Bannon saying, it's not the Hoff brothers saying this. This is not, uh, this is not Citizen Free Press, Kane over there, or the Breitbart team. No, this is Politico. Huge story, lead story this morning. Kevin McCarthy refuses to um, endorse Trump. And they said, well, he's trying to not have a civil war in the, in the Republican. Civil war with what? With these weak need uh, pencil neck moderates? Or give me a break. No, it's the donors. It's the donors. It's the donors. Leadership, you've got the policies and you've got the man. Is he perfect? No, he's far from perfect. He knows that. Everybody knows that because nobody's perfect. But for this time and place in history, he has been the greatest thing that ever happened to America in this time and place. Think of what the country would have been like if he had not pulled the greatest upset in, in American political history by defeating Hillary Clinton against all odds and with no money. Think of where this nation would have been with Merrick Garland, who's going to get impeached by this House. Merrick Garland with a lifetime appointment in the Supreme Court. Think of what this nation would have been. The world would have been like it is now. And for some odd reason, maybe it's just optimism in me, I don't think Hillary Clinton, as evil as she is, and boy, is Hillary Clinton evil. If you have not gone down the rabbit hole of how evil and demonic and satanic and ritualistic the Clintons are, and it's not just Billy Boy and Monica Lewinsky and Epstein Island, there's a lot of sickness on Hillary as well. But for some odd reason, once again, you can call it optimism. I think their plan was more gradual under Clinton for their agenda. But when President Trump came in and then they rigged the election to get Obama back in via Biden, I think they just were, they're running fast now. 
to implement their, their evil agenda. All the facets of it. From depopulation to enslavement to impeachment to war. I believe we would have had more wars with Hillary Clinton. But perhaps things would have been a little bit more stable domestically. I don't know. All I know is 2017, January 20, 2017, Hillary Clinton had been allowed to rig the election. Which, by the way, folks, I hope you realize they tried to do that. Do you remember in 2016 where they had a pause where they couldn't call certain states? Intel later came out that they were trying to steal those states and military intelligence stopped them from flipping the votes to Clinton. And that's why she didn't want to give her speech. That's why she didn't want to concede. She was expecting that to happen. She was not expecting, nor was Pedo Podesta for, you can call them white hats, good insiders, to thwart that. That's why they went all out in the rigging of 2020. Not just the Dominion machines and the ESNS software and the Smartmatic stuff. They did everything to make sure that no matter what they did, if they were thwarted somewhere, they still had all of these mail-in ballots and harvesting and everything else. That's why they, they threw everything, including the kitchen sink, at the 2020 elections. But yes, imagine a world where Hillary Clinton would have won in 2017. I think it would have looked a lot like now. Would inflation be this high? I don't know. So in a spirit of positivity, and I'm optimistic. I'm more optimistic as of late that Trump will be back in the White House and that we'll have lots of losses, but we'll have some major wins. But if we don't get any of that, at least, at least, we got four-year reprieve, even with the lockdowns and COVID in 2020. We had 2017, 2018, and 2019, three fabulous years of good times, optimism, great economy, no wars. And if anything else, we got a delay to the misery that we're currently in and may or may not experience, but that we will experience in, in the future. Once again, Trump is not our savior. We're not going to win everything. But having him get in the White House again is going to be a major blow to the deep state. And that is why the donor class is telling McCarthy, do not endorse President Trump. And look at all everything. They fought President Trump every day. McConnell, Ryan. Look at Ryan. Ryan's on the board at, at Fox. He trash tossed Trump. He said Trump would be dangerous. He said the other day as a board member of a public trade company, it'd be dangerous to have Trump come back as president. Not that I disagree with a couple of policies. Not that I don't like his ideas about taxes. I don't like his ideas about trade. He's maybe too tough on China. He would be dangerous. Ryan never said this about Biden and his regime. Never said about Hillary Clinton. Trump would be dangerous. So Laura Loomer, independent investigative reporter, has been on this. Her theory of the case is that the RNC and others in the Republican establishment are working against President Trump in this primary season. And of course, this working against Trump isn't anything new. They've been doing it since 2015. As a matter of fact, Laura Loomer exposing that they're recycling the same plan from 2015 and 2016 the plan that backfired at that time.
and is going to backfire again. Because when they can't beat you, they try to move the goalpost. And of course, we're talking about the resurrection of the plague. We know how much you love hand-raising questions. So we promise this is the only one tonight. The only one. Is there anyone on stage, and can I see hands, who is unwilling tonight to pledge your support to the eventual nominee of the Republican Party and pledge to not run an independent campaign against that person. Again, we're looking for you to raise your hand now. Raise your hand now if you won't make that pledge tonight. Mr. Trump. So, Mr. Trump, to be clear, you're standing on a Republican primary debate. I fully debate, understand. The place where the RNC will give the nominee the nod. I fully understand. And that experts say an independent run would almost certainly hand the race over to Democrats and likely another Clinton. You can't say tonight that you can make that pledge. I cannot say I have to respect the person that if it's not me, the person that wins. If I do win and I'm leading by quite a bit, uh, that's what I want to do. I can totally make that pledge. If I'm the nominee, I will pledge I will <laughs> not run as an independent. But uh, and I am discussing it with everybody. But I'm you know, talking about a lot of leverage. We want to win and we will win. But I want to win as the Republican. I want to run as the Republican nominee. You decide coverage tonight. Republican candidates in Florida will now have to sign a loyalty pledge if they want their name on the primary ballot. Yeah, there are a few other changes coming as well. In 2024's race, the Republican Party of Florida approved these changes at a board meeting in May. The big change is that Republican candidates must sign a pledge to support whoever the eventual nominee is in order to appear on the Florida primary ballot. Republican candidates in Florida will have to sign a notarized oath with two main points. One, that they will endorse whoever the Republican nominee is. And two, that if they lose the primary in Florida, they will not run as an independent or third party candidate. Because Florida, they just came out. Florida comes out today and says now there's got to be to get for Trump to be on the ballot in the primary. He's got to sign a pledge to support. Note to Florida and the rest of the nation. Uh, when I was back running Breitbart in the summer of 2015, with many of the same people that are the never Trumpers today, you know, not loving what I was doing, not to mention any names. But the first question Murdoch had uh, to, to, to try to shoot Trump in the knee, try to kneecap him in the first debate was, will you sign a pledge? Remember, Trump didn't raise his hand and got a standing ovation. And that's whenever it goes, uh oh. Uh-oh, this is not, he's not kidding around, and there's a lot of people out there supporting. There are a lot of people that support him. They're called being on the Trump train. For those of you listening to this on the BCP podcast and audio, I am wearing my Trump train t-shirt from several years ago. But it's still relevant today. Everywhere president goes, the people love him. No one loves Biden. Biden... Today, let's end with this contrast, okay? Let's end with this contrast. Let me pull this up. I want to do it while I'm in my train of thought. This is Joe Biden. Yesterday, Friday, departing the White House for yet his umpteenth millionth vacation at his Rehoboth Beach house. 
By the way, Biden now has spent 352 days, approximately 40% of his presidency, on vacation, and there's no visitor logs of who he's meeting with, what doctors are there to give him his IV injections and face masks, therapy, for him to just be able to function 60% of the time. No logs of meeting with Soros, Soros puppets. Actually, we know that Soros' son has been meeting with the regime. But I'm sure there's other meetings going on with Joe on his vacation time, his instruction time, his meeting with his marionette overlords. Joe Biden shuffled over the staircase to Air Force One without saluting the service members. And once again, he left for another weekend to the White House without answering any questions. And let's not forget that this was a holiday week and he hardly worked this week as well. Even with all the cocaine in the White House, it wasn't enough to jack him up to do anything. No one likes Biden. There's no excitement for Biden. But let's compare that with Trump. This is Trump at a Dairy Queen in Iowa during um, during a Friday yesterday where he had a rally in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And our country is not doing well, but it will be doing well again very soon. We love you, Thank you, you We love you! Now, let me contrast the people in Iowa and throughout the nation when they see Donald John Trump yelling out to him, We love you, Trump. Now, let me play you this clip of people yelling, We love you, Joe. We love you, Biden when he goes out in public. Oh, wait a minute. I can't show that clip to you because it doesn't exist. I'm taking this one myself. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Take care of the people, okay? okay take care of the people. God bless America. God bless Trump. Thank you for being here. Have a great weekend. I shall be back. Big hug to all of y'all. Ciao. Goodbye. God bless. And don't forget to check out Juniorette's show, Nothing But The News, on YouTube. Please make sure that you check it out. Link to that show is down below. Gotta give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got the.